Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Should I go to the right? Should I go to the left? Well, see, when you have that, which road will you take? Will you put God as part of the decision? Or will you just set him aside and go what you think? See, the Bible says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. The battle is always in our mind. And there's only one thing that renews my mind and causes me to think like God. It's the Word of God. What is the best way for you to discern between right and wrong in a variety of situations? Today, Pastor Mark will show listeners that the Word of God should be used for much more than just storytelling or occasional advice. As we put God's Word into our hearts and minds, we become renewed. We approach life with a confidence that His Holy Spirit is guiding our every step. It's a dangerous place to be when we begin to think we have our life covered on our own. If you haven't already become dependent on the Bible for your life, give it a chance and watch the Lord transform you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he concludes part 10 in a series he's called Unlimited Opportunities. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Well, how do I handle it? What do I think about it? It's good for me? Come on, Pastor Mark. Well, it is. Look at verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Absolutely. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been, circle the word, submitted and trained by it. So in other words, in this life, some stuff I bring on myself because I've done foolishly. Some stuff God allows the enemy to bring, Job. Some things God allows in our life. Paul had a thorn in his flesh. And so He does all of that, but God's ultimately responsible for any of these things that come into your life. And as they pass through his loving hands, he has a purpose. And that purpose is to make us and conform us to the image of Christ. But bottom line, as that happens in our life, you have to understand, as as we go through that, God permits them, and Romans 8 says, eventually, later on, it'll all end up for our good. But what do I do when it is painful? How do I react to it? Well, that was the word I asked you to circle called submit. It's a willing attitude that wants to cooperate. 
It's an understanding that I have to have a submittive action and attitude. You see, my sinful nature does not want to submit to God. I want to rebel, complain, pout, get angry, get even. But by submitting in action and attitude, I'm learning lessons that mature me. And I enjoy knowing that there's someone controlling all of those circumstances. See, nothing happens in the life of a Christ follower by accident. God is aware of everything that's going on. Now, even though discipline is painful, no doubt about it, when we look at the end result, it's going to be good. So some of you are going through one of those difficult times right now. And one of the wise things to do, I try to do this. Sometimes I forget to do this until it goes down. One of the questions I ask is, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? Because you're allowing it. What are you trying to teach me? And just ask God that because he's a lovingly father. And it doesn't matter whatever it is. God, what are you trying to teach me? In this particular circumstance. So the children of Israel were used to that. And they were trying to be taught that you could trust God on our journey of life. You can trust him. I can trust him. Because overall, he's for me. Now, go back to Deuteronomy 8.6. If you put your finger where I told you, you be wise. You didn't forget to put your finger there. If you didn't put your finger there, you already missed the lesson today. <laughs> Deuteronomy 8.6. Now watch, look at the blessings we see in verse 6 through 10. During these 40 years, look what happened. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a land, that would have been the promised land, a land with streams and pools of water, with streams flowing in valleys and hill, a land with wheat and barley and vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce, and notice this, you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron, and you can dig copper out of the hills. Now, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. What is God trying to say to them? He wants to remind them of the next thing you want to write. Our God is a generous God. They're going to go into the promised land, and everything is on a plate for them. It's been presented for them. As they walk in, it's theirs. It's like a home with a complete makeover. Walk in, you didn't have anything to do with it, there it is. Of course, he's been caring for them during the whole 40 years. Think back over your life. What does your life look like? What does that list look like for you? God has blessed us all in a million ways. Could I hear an amen? amen? Amen. You wouldn't trade it for anything today. And as we understand, when we follow Jesus, we've been learning these keys. You saw one of them. No lack. No fear. Quit making excuses. And we want to have as few regrets as possible. Why? Because it gives us unlimited opportunities. When they walk in the promised land, it's unlimited. The first generation, if they just obeyed God, would have walked in, but they didn't. God's saying to them, now wait a minute, as you go, understand when you walk in, when you cross that border, it's all me. I'm a generous God. I'm really for you. Now, I discipline you sometimes, but it's for your good. I'm for you. 
Do you realize how blessed we are to see the goodness of God today? We not only know about God, we have him living in our heart. How blessed we are today to walk with the living, risen God. It's amazing. We're blessed. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Three times. Do it right now. We are blessed. We are blessed. Do you realize how blessed you are to be in this place? We're blessed. Well, that's what, that's what Jesus was trying to say to us, to his disciples. Hey, sometimes we're blessed with a warning. That's part of God's discipline. He'll warn us. We have one in verse 11. God says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Well, how can I forget God? By failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Here's how you want to write it. Remember not to forget, read, believe, and obey God's word. I can so easily forget God by not being in the Word on a daily basis. I can so easily forget God by being in the Word but not believing it and not obeying it. You see, the Israelites, that old generation, they heard God say, take the land. But they didn't believe it. So as you're going through the Word of God, Remember, the Bible's for our application, not just information. If, if I hear the Word of God but ignore it, if I know, ignore God's correction, it makes me less sensitive to hearing the Word of God. Notice he says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands. Do you ever notice, if you watch the children of Israel, this is what their journey looked like spiritually. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Up, no consistency at all. Why? Because they never really got it. They would hear they had a personal God, but they simply didn't obey. If you're here this morning, and you're at church every three or four weeks, or you're in the Word maybe once a week, here's what your life will always look like. I've been doing this for 50 years. One reason. The warning you just got. You're not in the Word of God consistently. See, when I'm in the Word of God, it's alive, and it challenges me. Now, if, you, if you're in the Word of God, but you don't change, your heart gets hard, and your heart gets harder and harder. And you can sit in a service like that and say, man, I like this roller coaster, baby. What's wrong with you? You don't get it. You're useless down here. And you're like a manic depressive person up here because the person in your office knows that tomorrow you're going to be this. Guys, get serious about being in the Word of God and letting the Word of God change your heart. That's why the children of Israel, that generation, never entered. The, you'll never find unlimited potential God has in you, but you never, ever get it. And then he tells us how that's going to look. Look at verse 12. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, you will build fine houses. When you get in the promised land, you'll settle down. When your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget 
the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Write this down and then let's talk about it. Remember not to forget, forgetting God leads to prideful independence. You see, I'm supposed to follow Jesus. And all of a sudden in life, when things are going really well, and everything seems to line up, I forget God. Now, let me, let me uh, uh, kind of take that word forget and give you an idea of what it really looks like in the original language. Forget sometimes means to really just kind of forget, put it out of mind. But it's more like this, to set aside or to ignore and to not really care. In other words, it's not first in my thoughts, in our planning, in our, in our praise. So a Christ follower really doesn't forget God. We know there's a God. You'll hear people say, well, no, I love God. But in your daily life, you've, you've set him aside. He's not part of the formula. He's not part of your daily life. Now, now you'll bring him back into your life when you're in a place you don't know what to do. But forgetting God just means he's out there, but he, I've set him aside. One day, for sure, in the next month or two, you'll have a bunch of decisions. Should I go to the right? Should I go to the left? Well, see, when you have that, which road will you take? Will you put God as part of the decision? Or will you just set him aside and go what you think? See, the Bible says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. The battle is always in our mind. And there's only one thing that renews my mind and causes me to think like God. It's the Word of God. So if I'm not in the Word of God, I'm going to think like man. And I'll say this kindly to you. That's thinking, thinking. Because it's always about who? Mwah. So listen to what God's saying here. He's saying your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord, your God. Moses reminds the people that the greatest danger in their spiritual health is not trials, it's not tribulation, it's not battles, it's peace, prosperity, and contentedness. The greatest dangers facing Israel when they went to the promised land was not the giants, it was not the walled cities, it was the blessings they'd experienced once they got in. They simply settled down. And they began to do life as they wanted, and they simply set God aside. Ask yourself this morning, are you doing life with God in the center of your life? Are the decisions you're making, the forks in the road that you're taking, are you consulting God first? Or have you kind of forgotten him and you're just doing life alone? It's a disastrous way. It never works. Well, look at verse 15. A reminder again of God's goodness. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land, with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of the hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known to humble and test you so that it... So in the end, it might end up go well with you. you. You may say to yourself, here we go, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. That was 100% a lie because it was all given to them by God on a platter. Here's what you want to write 
what God was saying is this. Remember not to forget life is not about you, but God. If you take God out of this 40-year journey in the wilderness, what do you have for the children of Israel? Nothing. Failure, disaster, death. In fact, the whole reason they were on this journey was they had been in Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. They had been in Egypt under the control of Satan for 400 years. And God came and freed them from that. If we take God out of this true story, these people are still in Egypt, slaves forever. But what if you take God out of your life today? What if I take God out of my life? What am I left with? Ephesians says, I'd still be dead in my trespasses and sin. I'd still be living a life apart from God, trying to do right, can't do it, can't keep the law, can't please God. I have no forgiveness, and you know the deal. I'm empty, lonely, guilty, and afraid of death. But one day, Jesus freed me when I asked him to come into my heart. Here's what I want you to write. Understand what God was trying to say to them. He was saying to them, I'm your deliverer, Egypt, out of Egypt. I'm your liberator. You wouldn't even be on this journey if I hadn't freed you. And guys, I want to say to you this morning, we didn't save ourselves. We're not going to spend eternity in heaven because of our goodness. We were all dead in sin, and then God came and offered us this amazing thing called eternal life, and we took it. Remember this verse? But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How many are glad that God is your Savior this morning? Hallelujah. Is there anything better? There's nothing better. Don't think you changed your life. It's not about you. It's about God. He's changed us. Quit being prideful. Quit thinking you're the one that the world circles around. Put God in the center of your life. Well, we have the last remember. Look at verse 18. But remember the Lord By the way, your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Let me add a few things. It's he who gives you the ability to pass the board exams, to finish your college degree, to start that corporation, to be wise enough to take two corporations and make them one. It is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, God never lies, which he swore to your forefathers, As it is today. In other words, the reason they're going to go in the promised land, it's all God. Everything they're going to have, it's from God. Now, 1 Timothy is a corollary verse. You see it on the overhead to verse 18. Notice what Paul says to Timothy. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Could I hear an amen? They trust, their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. We're reminded again that God's a generous God. In our world system, we have to be very careful as we understand what's happening. Our world system says, "Uh, well, wealth is it. Wealthy people are it. Because that squeezes us here in the United States into that mold, we 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 can be very prideful. Listen. People who are wealthy 
and by the way, we're all wealthy compared to the world, we can begin to think we're smarter than other people, we're wiser than other people, we're better than other people. But notice what Deuteronomy 8 and Timothy are saying. Here's what they're saying. This verse reminds us that riches and pride often go together. Careful. You looking down at that person because they don't have what you have? Careful. How did you get it? God. Here's the way you want to write it. Remember that, not to forget our prosperity, can cause us to forget God. God's not against stuff. He loves good things in life. Everything we know in the Bible says, everything comes from God. It's a gift from God. But God warns us over and over again, be careful. Don't you dare think, children of Israel, when you move into that land and the pomegranate things are there and all the olive oils, everything, and it's best in the world. I mean, it's just amazing. When you move in, don't you dare think, we've got it made now. We did this. No, it was given to you on a platter. What you have in your life this morning is not because of your shrewdness. It's because of God's grace. Everything I have is a gift from God. Even the ability to make wealth. God says, be careful. It's not about stuff. Someone asked Billy Graham one time, what was the biggest surprise in his life? And he said this, how short life really is. So on this journey we call life, if riches isn't about it, if power isn't about it, if stuff isn't about it, what is important in life? Three simple things. The last statement you need to write today on all our campuses. Remember not to forget life is about God and people in our time. You have a God today who loves you. He's your heavenly father. He knows how to discipline you. He knows how to love you. One time, Solomon, the wisest man in the whole world, in Ecclesiastes 11.8 said this, However many years a man may live, let him enjoy them all. How do we enjoy them? By loving God and not forgetting, put him right in the middle of our life. In all the decisions that you make. When you come to that fork in the road this week, put God right in the middle. Second, hang with people. Be around with people. Enjoy people. Your family. Your friends. We don't know what tomorrow is. That phone call will come. That lab result will come back. That pink slip will come. Something. It happens to all of us all the time. Enjoy God. He gave you the ability to enjoy life. He came to give it abundantly. Enjoy Him. And then use your time wisely to advance stuff that lasts. There's only two things that last. The Word of God will never pass away, and people will never pass away. They'll spend life in one of two places. So that's why our focus is not on stuff. We enjoy all this stuff. Our focus is on God and people and using our time. Remember not to forget. Sounds kind of redundant, but today Pastor Mark showed us how we can often forget even the most basic things. God is a generous God. He is our Savior. His discipline is good for us. His Word is important. All of these things seem obvious, but do your actions today reflect a life that remembers them or forgets them? Forgetting God is dangerous and leads to prideful independence. Don't forget who life is really about today. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Are you reaching your God-given potential? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to consider whether or not they're maximizing all that the Lord has planned for their life. God has great things in store for those who submit their lives to Him. You don't want to reach the end of your life and wonder if you accomplished all that God had for you. Make the most of His calling on your life today. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Hear your